Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. Yo, 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 marriage part two. Here we go. So we had the marriage part one. You probably heard it. If you haven't, go listen to part one before this episode because I, I may reference back and forth a little bit, but so good. I, you know, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on that episode. People that have gotten value from it. If you have heard it, share it out with somebody that would benefit from it. Somebody young who's maybe dating, you know, thinking about marriage or even people that are married who are, who are raising their kids. It's so important to hear the marriage is the foundation of society. And if we can get that right, so many other things in society, children being one of the main ones and future generations will get right. So you got to start with marriage. It's so key. Want to talk today just about what marriage is, makes sense trips, tricks, stuff that people getting into marriage should know. Cause I'll just be honest. Nobody told me this stuff, right? Nobody told me my wife and I've been winging it. It's been fun, but you know, I, I knew a lot going into marriage, but there's a lot of stuff I I'm learning every day. So this is just stuff that, you know, I've gained perspective listening to different people and it's stuff that I would really highly, highly, highly recommend that you think about if you are just about to get into a marriage, you know, maybe your wedding's coming up in the next couple of months. Maybe you never thought about this stuff. Maybe you know somebody who has a wedding coming up and you hear this and you're like, man, they really should consider this, right? Because nobody ever told me this, you know, share this with them and uh, yeah, help, uh, help some people out. So, you know, one of the primary things that we kind of touched on in the last episode is what marriage, you know, really is. It's not going to the secretary of state and getting some piece of paper that says you're married and now you can file your taxes jointly. You know, that is not what marriage is. So, and again, if you didn't listen to the last episode, go listen to the last episode. So here's one thing I would, I would highly recommend and consult your CPA. I'm not a CPA. All I know is, uh, you know, my wife and I are married formally with the state, the government, whatever. We got our marriage license. We file our taxes jointly, right? Cool. Tax break. Yeah. You know, so cool. It's really not that big of a tax break. One. Uh, and again, consult your CPA. I'm not a financial advisor or a, or a CPA. So this isn't, you know, this is just opinion. This isn't advice of financial advice in any way, but there are so many problems that get created by you being married with the government. Here's an example. There's a grant that came out and uh, you, you as a primary resident, if you're buying a primary resident in certain areas of Houston, you can get that house for zero down. Cool. So I've bought a couple houses. My wife hasn't. And so in theory, she could you know, go get a her primary residence, go get a primary residence, you know, zero down, basically just get a free house, no closing costs or uh 10,000 towards closing costs and uh, no, no PMI, right? Crazy deal. Basically here's a free house. 
start making payments, right? You could live in it for a few months, turn into a rental property, whatever. Right. So that's just like one statistical example that came up recently because this grant, you know, we've been talking about it with a few folks. So, you know, there's one example, right? But hey, guess what? Since, you know, she's married to me and, you know, what is this contract you're signing with a marriage license? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's actually a three-party contract with the government where you and your wife actually aren't entering into a contract. You're each individually entering a contract with the government. Cool. What does that make the government? It makes the government an intermediary of your marriage. And what you just signed is the government's prenup. What do you think of that? Oh, but Phil, signing a prenup, that means you don't trust your spouse. Well, guess what, folks? You are, when you get married with the government, when I say get married in, in that context, I'm talking about when you go to the office and sign the marriage license, the contract with the government, you're signing the government's prenup, whether you know it or not. So am I going to tell you to get a prenup? Here, there's an interesting question. Well, that's one route you could go. Um, or you could just say, hey, hmm, the government has nothing to do with marriage. You remember when they were talking about the whole uh, gay marriage thing, right? You know, what you find is a lot of these conversations, they the biggest problem is they're talking about a premise that's false. So I, I'm actually going to just announce this and I haven't rolled it out into the intro yet, but I was listening to Jordan Peterson. He was talking about the highest values being fear. And uh, those are only topped by love and truth. Um, really interesting podcast, him and Lex Friedman. I posted it so good. If you haven't heard that, go listen to it. A lot of great wisdom, but one of the, the things that I really picked up there was integrity, which, you know, faith, love, integrity, courage, which are the GLE core values. Integrity is really a sub bullet of a higher value. And that value is truth. Faith is really fear because, you know, fear is faith in a lie, right? Which is kind of an interesting concept. And I'm just going to breeze through this because we're talking about marriage. We're not talking about this, but, you know, essentially faith, love, truth and courage. So those are going to be, you know, faith, love, integrity, courage. No, faith, love, truth, and courage. Those are really the GLE core values. And when you are entering into this contract with the government, oh wait, marriage is a contract with between you and your spouse and God, not the government. So there is for sure value taking marriage seriously, getting up in front of your church, your fellow believers, confessing amongst your friends and family what you believe about marriage and being a good witness of what you intend to do in your marriage for better, for worse. You're committed for good. That's all good. That has nothing to do with signing the government's prenup. I'm sorry. You know, I've heard people try to make this argument. People I really, really respect and love. They try to make this argument that all oh, things have to be in good order. So you got to sign the government's prenup. BS. That's just not true. That is, they, they are coming from a wrong perspective. When you sign the government's prenup, you're basically signing away, you know, how you would want to manage your life. Now the government's an intermediary. 
I don't want them in my marriage. They don't have a place in my marriage. My marriage is between me, my spouse, and God. So I would recommend, if you're thinking about getting married, just get married in front of God, not the government, because the government has no business in your marriage. So I know that may be a new perspective for you. You know, you hear people saying, oh, you got to for sure get a prenup, whatever. I would just say, dude, make the commitment to the person like in front of God and everybody. You are married. You're not just living together. If you do the ring thing, if you want to do that, again, that's just a, you know, what is your personal opinion? But I personally, if I had to do it over, I wouldn't go get married and get a marriage license. I just wouldn't do it. So um, something to think about. You know, something to uh, consider that I, I haven't found. Maybe you can prove me wrong. If, if I'm wrong, reach out to me and tell me some actual benefit to having the government in the middle of your marriage as an intermediary of a multi-party contract, you know, between two individuals and the government. And those individuals don't actually have uh, any connection in that contract. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so that's one huge thing, right? So this commitment is huge, though. So it's not like you're living together. You're standing up. You're committing for life. You think about that lifelong commitment. And you just got to think about the fact. And I, I've, again, I'm going to quote Jordan Peterson a couple of times because he has some really good perspective on this. When you come home from work, for example, men, women, and you interact with your spouse, you come home, how you greet your spouse is your life. That's your whole life. And people don't realize that. They don't realize that their life is a combination of a bunch of five-minute segments strung together that you repeat every single day. So if you want a good marriage and you don't necessarily like how you're being treated when you come home or how things go when you come home, Whatever. This is just one example. Sit down with your spouse, tell them, ask them what they would want when you come home. And then take an opportunity to share, <coughs> excuse me, what you would want when you come home. And then figure out how you can combine those two and figure out what you both might want together when you come home. And then have enough grace and patience with each other to give each other a chance to try that out sincerely. For, you know, 90 days, you're going to fail. You're going to do a bad. You're going to apologize, whatever. You get through that. And now you've just built a, a building block upon which you can stack other habits. I've got coaches that talk about habit stacking where, you know, like my wife and me, for example, another key important marriage tip. You got to be in God's word every day. Huge. Do you fail sometimes? Sure. But for the most part, if you get most of the days, that's pretty darn good. So how are you going to do that? Well, my wife and I, we commute together. We we met at work, so we work together. So as we are with our daughter every morning for 20 minutes as we're driving her to uh, where she goes to childcare every day, we listen to audio Bible. I don't know if you've listened to audio Bible, but it's such a great way to just hear large chunks of scripture and get to know God's word together and study it and talk, talk to each other about it. And we, we end up hitting pause and talking about other stuff and whatever, but you hear these large chunks of scripture and you can put them begin to 
as you read and study, you begin to start putting these verses you hear from people into actual context. And that's when you really can, you know, study to show thyself approved, right? You can't just, oh, I go to church and the pastor says two verses and then explains them to me and I'm a Christian. No, study to show thyself approved. So how much have you actually studied the word? When was the last time you actually start to end read through the New Testament? My wife and I have probably been through it four times this year, three or four times. No joke. So again, that's not maybe how you would define study per se, but we do other stuff too. It's just a matter of being in God's word together and and finding a time to do that, however it works for you. And that's what we've found can work for us. It's habit stacking because we're going to be together in the car anyway. Instead of listening to crap music, we listen to some God's word with our daughter. So she's hearing it too. Right. And, um, you know, it's just such a, a really, really, really good thing to do in your marriage. And, and it really stems from you've, you've founded your marriage on truth, right? The truth that you are one under God, not one under some government thing where you get a tax break and now you live under the same roof and, oh, it's not going right. So, you know, now we're just roommates and, you know, I don't know. I can't tell you how many marriages I've seen where it's just boring and they're just roommates and they're not doing anything together and they don't have any vision for where they want to go. They probably haven't even talked about where they want to be in five years. You know, all they do is go to work and do their 401ks and Think about, oh, what am I going to do when I retire? I don't know. And then they retire. And guess what? They just sit there and get sick and die. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm sorry. Like, that is not what I think God intended for his children. So sit down. You know, I gave that five-minute block example. This is one example. Sit down through your day and figure out your blocks. Figure out your 5, 10, 20-hour-long four hour long, you know, I, I like the three day thought. I got a morning day, a work day, and I got a evening day and I dedicate different priorities during those times. And, uh, you know, a lot of the things I do in the morning are things I have to get up early and get done or they're not going to get done. So I get up and read, I get, I study, I do some physical stuff. Sometimes I, um, create content, that sort of stuff. Typically i try to take care of that early, early in the morning where I'm not going to be distracted. And then, you know, you've got now the baby's up. We got a routine, getting her ready, getting the car. We listen to stuff. We listen to other podcasts and things after our, our time listening to the Bible, which is the number one thing. And then, you know, later on, uh, after the workday's over on the way home, we, you know, you make calls you do what you got to do, but you know, it's just important to sit on and, and like, like most people have probably never thought through that. Right. So doing that together and, you know, one of the most, I guess, frequent places that people get hung up is they think they have to do more than they really need to do. Like your life, if you think of it more simply as what you can do more often instead of how much you can do right then. It's like, okay, I want to get healthy. All right. Well, how many days can I eat healthy in a row before I cheat? And what is eating healthy? Right? You got to define that for yourself. But it's that it's that sort of mentality of like, okay, I want to get healthy. 
well, how many days can I not do an hour long workout? Maybe how many days do I do 20 pushups in a row? And once you get some momentum of, okay, I've done 20 pushups every day for the last 20 days. Well, I'm bored with 20 pushups now. So I'm going to do 50 pushups and oh, maybe I'll do some bodyweight squats and oh, I'm going to go for a walk now. Oh, I'm going to jump some rope. You start to get momentum of just starting and so many people they're like embarrassed by, Oh, well, you know, I look silly cause I only did this and people are going to think I'm weak or whatever. And it's like this in anything. It's like this in business. It's like this in church. It's, you know, going to church. Oh, well, you know, I'm, I don't, can't go to that Bible study. Cause you know, I don't know anything. And if I ask questions, people are going to think I'm dumb. It's like, well, just go start going every time. Start reading the Bible every night. You don't got to read a whole book. You can read two verses, right? But just start with something and make yourself do it consistently every day. And if you miss a day, just start right back up and don't, this is something, one of the main things I've struggled with in my life and my, you know, my spouse, my wife and I were, we're working on this. It's like, okay, how do you not beat yourself up when you, you mess up your, your routine? And it's like, well, you know, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You're going to be slower, maybe getting to where you want to go if you don't do it. But you know, if I can get it right, 70% of the time, that's pretty dang good. You know, this, this life, you don't get a practice life. So the sooner you can just start and continually improve, the better. Like there's no, this isn't like, oh, I'm going to practice for a week and then start my life in, in marriage. It's like, no, day one, you're married. Right. So, you know, you should be practicing before you're married because once you're married, holy moly, right. You're, you're preparing for your marriage now. And I know I kind of went down a tangent there, but this whole mentality of habits and routine and daily, it's so easy to get into a rut and, you know, my wife and I, early on in marriage, we got into, I mean, we had fun. We, you know, spent time, a lot of time together, ordered way too much food from delivery companies that deliver food because there's so much good food in Houston. <coughs> Excuse me, but man, it, it's just those daily things, those little daily things of, hey, you know, let's just eat this instead or, you know, let, let's stop spending money on this and spend it on that instead and just decide where your priorities are as a family just so, 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 so huge. Another thing is just communicating. Communicate a lot. Communicate often. <clears throat> One of the worst things you can do is close a line of communication. It's very easy to do when you get hurt. And what happens is one person closes down and they shut down and they're like, oh, I'm going to wait for that other person to make it right. Well, guess what? If you don't make it right, it'll never be made right. Unless that other person makes it right. And if they don't make it right, it'll never be made right. Unless you make it right. So like, it's a stupid game catch 22 that i see lot, lots of marriages stuck in so guess what swallow your pride and just say hey look we we're married like i'm i'm your man you're my like i'm your woman let's we're gonna make this work what do we got to do what do you need me to do like yeah i screwed up i did this whatever want to make it right i'm gonna make it right let's do it i'm not gonna be perfect give me some grace right like it things don't have to be that big a deal like things make people make things such a big deal and there are big deals right i'm not i'm not saying they're not but we're not perfect nobody's perfect don't expect your spouse to be perfect they're not going to be perfect they're definitely going to fail if you are going into a marriage just expect many times throughout that time to be very frustrated very disappointed very hurt very sad very angry 
very excited, very happy, very loving, very, you know, great, great times. But you're going to get all of it, right? And I said this in the last episode, like you don't really grow up until you're married and have kids. Like, I don't, I don't think you can know what it's like to be truly unselfish until you're fully responsible for other people in that capacity. So got to communicate. <laughs> don't criticize. Never criticize your spouse. I'm bad at this. Never criticize your spouse. You got to praise people to success. Point out the things that you want them to continue doing. When they do good things, tell them. Tell them often. Make sure every day you're telling your spouse things that you like about them, things you like that they do, things, reasons why you're so happy you married them. Do that stuff every day. And it'll it'll work wonders because people who know, like if you tell your people what you like them to do, they'll keep doing it. Like what kind of idiot would not do the things that you like them to do when you know that the person likes you to do it and you want to make them happy, right? Only like an evil, vindictive, sinful person, which, you know, that could, that could be the case, but all right, roles, sit down and figure out your roles. Don't have expectations of your spouse just that you built up in your head and you haven't talked about. Like if it doesn't say it in God's word that you are a spouse, you're supposed to do this. Don't expect your spouse to just magically do that unless you've talked about it and agreed to it. So my wife are working through this right now. It's actually one of the more valuable things in marriage, being able to sit down with another person and figure out who's going to do what, who's going to do the dishes, when, how many nights in a row, who's going to do the laundry, when, how many nights in a row, who's going to handle the bills, who's going to handle the yard, who's going to handle the pool, who's going to, you know, whatever, right? Who's going to pick up the... Who's going to pick up our daughter? When? How? You know, who's going to watch her this weekend? Who's going to, who's in charge of the dog? Who feeds the dog? What? All those things that are just organization. I mean, honestly, your home is a business. It's like running a business. Treat it like a business. You got income, you got expenses, you got investments, right? Like your home is a business. And if you think about it, like, I don't, you remember the last time you went to an office building, like an actual business, and it was just filthy, dirty, right? I think about this a lot, actually. Because I'm I'm guilty here. I think about it a lot. It's like, man, I, I want to run business at a high level. You, you know, I got I got high aspirations in a lot of ways. If I walked into my home, would I be like, dude, these people got it on point? I would trust them to run my business any day. Or would I be like, dude, these people are a circus. They got to get their stuff together. Right? You got to think about that. You got to think about what it takes and are you doing it? And if you're not doing it, you need to do it before you're ever going to be ready to reap those rewards. And if you get them at that point, then you're just going to uh, meet my daughter. Do you hear? Come here, Arya. I'm going to make a cameo. Can you talk to? Say hello. Say hello. Hello. Yeah. Say, what's up, man? What's up, man? It's Aria Rose. But hey, y'all, let's see. A couple more things. Run your house like a business. And just never expect the other person to do something you haven't really gone through, right? People make up these expectations. And, uh, you know, you got to just 
really sit down and make sure you're not expecting something unfairly of your spouse. And, you know, I'll just say this. If you're really thinking about having a successful marriage, you've got to just realize you're in it. Like there's no, and, and this is the only way a marriage can be successful. There's no plan B. You know, lots of people talk about this in business, right? There's no plan B. Like if you're going into marriage, there's no plan B. God hates divorce. We're going to make this thing work. That's the approach. That's the mindset. And if you don't have that mindset, you're probably just going to hurt somebody and uh, yourself at the same time. So some things to think about on marriage. Hope this helped you. No, uh, hopefully some of these ideas weren't too wild for you and uh, you're seeing, uh, you know, some things you need, maybe need to think about in them. If you know somebody getting ready to get married, share this with them. They can benefit from it, I'm sure. And uh, send them to goleadeverything.com. And I hope you all have a great, great rest of your day. Don't forget, go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to goleadeverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go Lead.